Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to a very special edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 149, and it is WrestleMania Day. It is Saturday. It's 10 a.m. Normally, we'd be doing this on Thursdays at 8 p.m., but a few little changes, a lot of uh, other events going on, like NXT, and uh, I'm also going solo today because, unfortunately, our friend uh, Stephen O'Neill had a... uh, family member his grandmother passed away uh this past uh, week so we're uh, sending our condolences out to him and his family uh during this time and uh, we look forward to his return next week on our shows uh so uh thoughts for you steven and i uh, want to make sure that you're able to uh, spend time with your family whatever's needed and catch up on everything wrestling uh when it is uh, time to do so uh we are as I said, live right now on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. So thank you for joining us. If you are uh, able to uh, make comments, I uh, have a comment section available, and I will bring up any of your comments and uh, have some discussion uh, points along the way. So there is some news to go through. Then we're going to get to uh, some results for the past week. I have been watching wrestling nonstop since uh, Monday with Monday Night Raw, the Hall of Fame uh NXT takeovers, there's been Eric Bischoff specials, uh, numerous specials uh, on the WWE Network, and constantly listening to podcasts. I think I'm up to about 14 podcasts since uh, last Sunday when the Johnners were doing the uh, WrestleMania 25 uh, look back at Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. I'll talk about that uh, later on, on how you can uh, look at that. But yeah, uh, we are also available on uh, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcasts from. Uh, we're part of the Ontario Independent Wrestling Network and the Johnners Podcasting Network. So we are available everywhere that you can get us. Plus, we are starting tonight the official uh, podcast, or sorry, the Scumbags Predictions League, where I'll talk a little bit more about it but you can win this lovely uh, championship belt for being a part of it all you have to do is send in predictions of tonight's and tomorrow's wrestlemania cards so looking at some of the news of the week reno scum are done with uh impact wrestling they posted a tweet the other day thanking impact and the fans for their support over the years the two have been part of impact in various roles since 2015. Taylor Wilde is also making her way back to Impact Wrestling. Uh, She does a podcast here in Ontario called Wild On and has been away from the wrestling scene for a little while, but uh, recently gotten back into it, uh, starting with the podcast. So she's now going to be getting back into the ring for Impact Wrestling. Speaking of Impact Wrestling, they have a pay-per-view coming up uh, at the end of the month with... uh, Rich Swan defending his uh, championship against Kenny Omega, and of course uh, the uh, was it the Good Brothers are taking on uh, the tag team champions. I'll look uh, closer into that as we get uh, closer to that event. But today, before you can watch WrestleMania, if you have the Impact app, they are doing Hardcore Justice 2021, and you can see uh, seven matches is on their Impact Wrestling app. 
And there is an old school rules uh, title versus career for the Impact uh, Knockouts Championship. And that's Diona Perazzo taking on Jazz. I see, unfortunately, this being Jazz's final swan song with uh, Impact Wrestling. She had retired and came out of retirement. Has had a good uh, run, but I see Diona Perazzo retaining at that one. Alicia Edwards, Havoc, Jessica, uh, Jordan Grace, Rosemary, uh, Susan, and Tennille Dashwood will all be uh, part of a six-way weapons match to determine the number one uh, contenders match for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Uh, a lot of this card is being set up, by, or the whole card is supposedly being set up by Tommy Dreamer, and that's why they're doing Hardcore Justice. Uh, and a lot of these matches are all going to be Extreme Rules, Hardcore Rules, whatever you want to uh, deem them. There's a Blind Games match with uh, Brian Myers taking on Jake Something. I see Brian Myers actually winning this one. Uh, going back quickly to the uh, Knockouts uh, number one contenders match, I can see in a way they need to do something different and maybe Havoc is going to take uh, this one. Uh, that's who I'm going to uh, go on a limb and say is going to happen. There's a triple threat tag team match uh, with Ace Austin with a tag team partner to be determined, TJP with a tag team partner to be determined, and Josh Alexander with a tag team partner to be determined, all going at it in six-man action. Uh, there's a chairly legal match, so I'm going to imagine that is a chairs match, and uh, Shara is going to take on Hernandez. I can see Hernandez picking up the victory in that one. Uh, Tommy Dreamer uh, has a team with himself, Rich Swan, Eddie Edwards, and Willie Mack taking on Violent by Design, Eric Young, Joe Doring, Rhino, and Diener in a Hardcore Wars match. Um, I think they need to make the champion look strong going up against uh, Omega. So I can see Team Dreamer uh, getting the victory on that one. And the main event has Doc Gallows uh, with Carl Anderson by his side, taking on Black Taurus, uh, who will also have Crazy Steve and Rosemary. I doubt that's going to be the main event, but uh, they also need to look strong. Doc Gallows does, so I can uh, pick Doc Gallows uh, for the victory on that one. So that's uh, some stuff with Impact Wrestling, and that's available on the... Uh, Fight, or not the fight, I think it might be actually a one fight, but definitely on their Impact uh, Plus app, and you can get that uh, through any of your app providers. So, carrying on, B Priestley has left stardom. She had her final match uh, recently with them on April 4th. After her match, uh, she got on the microphone and thanked everybody and said that she that was her final match and is departing. Uh, she is with Will Ospreay, who just recently won the IWGP Championship. Kind of an ugly title, if you look at it. It's almost like a rebirth of the butterfly belt of the Divas. Maybe it's a moth in this case. Um, yeah, not so great. But he did win the IWGP Championship the other day. And there's talk that she's heading to WD and probably NXT. I'm thinking with the... Um, re current relationship with Will Ospreay and also the global pandemic happening, her coming to North America might not be uh, what's happening. I can see her going to NXT UK and helping out the women's division there. Imagine Bree Priestley against Ginny or any of the other uh, talent that are uh, occupying the women's scene 
it should be a good fit, I think, for her. Um, so that would also keep her on that side of the world and closer to Will. She uh, did previously work for AEW, but uh, I think just with the dynamic of living reasons, uh, that probably didn't work out because she would have been a great addition to AEW as well. But that's why I'm thinking NXT UK. Uh, the next two WWE events have been uh, scheduled, and that's going to be Money in the Bank taking place on May 16th. And that's just uh, five days before my 45th birthday. And then Backlash will take place on June 20th. I'm a little confused on the order of this one because, you know, for myself, I always thought of Money in the Bank as being the replacement for King of the Ring and putting that in June where King of the Ring used to be was perfect uh, where it used to be. I think they messed it up last year as well. Uh, but Backlash should be the pay-per-view after WrestleMania that kind of sets up really easy uh, transitions from WrestleMania. You can do your rematches that way or night after WrestleMania type uh, events where you're setting up uh, the next things for Backlash uh, so people rivalries uh, carry on elsewhere. I don't know why they uh, reversed it, but they did. So um, I'm wondering also if the Money in the Bank will go back to a traditional Money in the Bank setup with the new Thunderdome uh, idea, or if they'll do it cinematically like they did last year. Cinematically, it was a little hit and miss. Um, I like some of the concepts that they did, but I could have done without uh, it being all at the same time as one match with men and women. And the endings were just not the best, but it was a little bit of a fun match. Um, this past Wednesday on uh, Impact Wrestling, I mean, talking about Impact again, Dynamite AEW, uh, Mike Tyson returned and he ended up coming out and helping Chris Jericho. The inner circle had returned for the first time after being attacked by Pinnacle. And uh, turns out in this case, Pinnacle had locked Inner Circle, all the Jericho, into their locker room. They beat them, Chris Jericho. Mike Tyson came to the rescue. Uh, Inner Circle made the uh, way out of their locker room finally and got rid of Pinnacle. And then you saw Tyson and Jericho hugging, as opposed to the last time that they uh, were in the same ring together. They were ready to beat up each other. Uh, so things have changed, especially with Inner Circle turning face. And there's going to be on May 5th, I believe it is, the Blood and Guts match that was supposed to happen last year with Inner Circle and uh, the Elite is now going to be Pinnacle and Inner Circle, and it's going to happen from Daly's Place. Speaking of the Elite, or Bullet Club, or whatever they want to be called over in AEW, uh, the final match, the main event of AEW, saw the Young Bucks and John Moxley taking on the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. Matt Jackson had a lot of hesitation. Don Callis was on uh, commentary, sort of hinting at some stuff going on, but didn't uh, obviously reveal what it was. But uh, eventually Moxley had enough of what was going on with the Young Bucks and said he'll just take out Kenny himself. That's when the Young Bucks turned on him and basically turned heel. They beat up Eddie Kingston and uh, John Moxley, joined up with... Uh, Omega and the Good Brothers in a hug at the end instead of the Too Sweet uh, logo. And that's how things ended. So the Young Bucks are now heels in AEW. Um, 
going forward, we'll see what happens and see if Moxley can uh, get some recruits of his own to uh, battle Omega and uh, everybody else that's there. Tomorrow night, after uh, night two of WrestleMania, Chris Jericho is going to be a uh, guest on the Broken Skull Sessions. Now, this uh, surprised the internet. Um, my feeds kept on blowing up because of it and going, whoa, what's going on here? Uh, people are thinking it's the forbidden door being opened with WWE and AEW. And it just turned out that it was also, well, it, it's amazing that somebody from an active roster of another company, especially AEW, is on a WWE network uh, doing something. But it's uh, Steve Austin and Broken Skull Sessions. That's why Tony Khan said, go for it. Uh, the Jericho had watched. Uh, yep. Uh, I'm going to watch WrestleMania 35 live tomorrow. Well, it's uh, live tonight at uh, 8 o'clock here and also tomorrow. So I'll be watching both nights. We'll talk about that, that more. But thank you for your comments. Uh, we'll get to that later on in the show. Um, anyways, as I was saying, Jericho had finished watching the Undertaker uh, Broken Skull session and called up uh, Steve. They started talking, got this big idea. Steve texted uh, Vince. Vince said, okay, go for it. And Vince uh, Austin was like, are you sure about this? And he got a thumbs up emoji from uh, Vince. So that's what we got. This Sunday, right after uh, WrestleMania uh, Night 2, is going to be the Broken Skull Sessions with Jericho. We'll see how deep they dive into AEW uh, talk, uh, or if it'll just be quickly glossed over. Uh, the third season of Dark Side of the Ring will debut on May 6th. It'll feature Brian Pillman uh, in the uh, opening uh, episode. There's also going to be episodes involving the Flight from Hell, the uh, Collision in Korea, Diamond Kid, the Smith family, meaning uh, Jake Roberts, Grizzly Smith, Rock and Robin, Sam Houston, and all that craziness that goes along with that family, especially if you'd watched uh, Beyond the Mat. Yeah, uh, that's going to be a deep dive, I think, on that one. Uh, also, uh, Ultimate Warrior. And in Canada, you can find it on Crave, and that should be up uh, shortly. Frankie Monet will be making her debut on NXT this Tuesday when uh, they make their move to Tuesday nights. Uh, actually, if you look at the uh, ratings for this past uh, Wednesday, the final uh, night of the war, if you want to still look at it as a war, uh, AW ended up with about 680,000, give or take a couple thousand on there, and uh, NXT had over 700,000 uh with their final night but it was also stand and delivered night number one pretty much the same amount of fans either way so it was juggling back and forth we'll see if that core group of uh, fans that have been watching every wednesday night about a hundred I and mean, 1.3 million 1.4 million fans actually go over to AEW and watch that on Wednesdays, and if that same 1.3 million fans are able to go over to Tuesday nights and watch NXT. In the end, I guess everybody wins. There's not going to be conflict of what is watched or not, but as I was saying uh, with Frankie Monet, uh, she's making her debut on Tuesday. This will mark actually the third night in seven days of NXT TV. 
Uh, so if you're an NXT fan, that's an amazing time to actually have so much NXT content. Uh, Frankie Monet is formerly known as Taya Valkyrie and is the wife of John Morrison. Along with uh, NXT news, Road Dog is at home recovering from his suspected heart attack. Uh, he thanked everybody for uh, the love and support that he received during this time and is at home recovering. And Triple H even uh, mentioned in the press conference post uh, Stand and Deliver that Road Dog was actually on headset and in communication with everybody at NXT at the PC during uh, Stand and Deliver, probably giving his uh, feedback and input on uh, what was going on there. Oddly enough, this weekend, Bailey is missing from action, um, and she is said to not be injured, but she just has not been used in the ring since February, and just done her ding-dong uh, talk show, but they, even that hasn't been used for a little bit. Uh, there had been rumors that maybe they were going to do stuff with Becky Lynch, and that didn't uh, come forward. I'm just hoping that, in a way, she comes out either tonight or tomorrow and says, hey... I'm the longest uh, SmackDown champion in history. I am the first Grand Slam champion in uh, WWE history for the women. Why am I not on this card and issue an open challenge? And that open challenge could be uh, answered by Charlotte Flair, who's surprisingly not on the card. It could be answered by Becky Lynch, who uh, Nick Khan mentioned that she's on her way back any day now. It could be. And she posted a... Uh, tweet on Twitter that if you look at it, how it's lined up and you see the uh, first letter of every uh, word, it says night one. So maybe she was giving a hint in that uh, regards that she's going to show up tomorrow or sorry, tomorrow, tonight, tonight is night number one. But um, yeah, so we'll have to see if that happens. And I also uh, thought a couple of weeks ago when we saw footage of uh, a training school involving Kalisto, uh, Sasha, Bailey, and Tessa Blanchard, that maybe this would be an opportunity for Tessa Blanchard to show up at WrestleMania, surprise everybody. She is in North America, obviously now, and not in Mexico with Daga. Uh, I think they're both uh, probably in Texas and that area now, because he's also rumored to be possibly uh, looked at by AEW. But any of those three going against Bailey would be a great surprise for WrestleMania even if it means Bailey loses in a quick fashion, uh, especially to either Sh um, Becky Lynch or a uh, Tessa Blanchard. But I think it would be a good WrestleMania moment that is not suspected. Um, just throwing it out there, I don't know why Bailey is not being used. It's a very sad uh, situation because I think she's tremendously underrated of the four horsewomen, even though she got to the uh, Grand Slam before her album. Uh, Nick Khan also had mentioned that Ronda Rousey has come back eventually. She had been off uh, for almost now, I guess, two years, and tonight her contract, if you look at it, officially ends. But if she hasn't participated in two years, they can hold that over. They've done it for other talent, and they could just hit the pause button. So maybe uh, she'll be back eventually as well. It uh, doesn't seem like her... Uh, time trying to start a family has been as successful as she had hoped and I know that from personal experience also of uh, wishing things would uh, be a lot better that way but 
things happen. There's things like that for a reason. But if she's able to then just come back and do what she does best, why not? Uh, so that's a lot of the stuff that was going on uh, with news that I have. Uh, just want to look at uh, some of the things coming up on the indie uh, podcasting networks that I'm involved with before I look at what's happened this past week. So looking at uh, the Ontario Indie Podcasting Network and the John Anderson Network, George Mackay has uh, Amber uh, Nova on his latest edition of the video podcast. George was also with John Scott this past Sunday as the Johners uh, looked back at uh, WrestleMania 25, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. There's a watch along. I was able to make some comments. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to be part of the show, so I didn't sign up to do so. What time allowed me to, so I uh, followed along with that. Definitely a good listen or watch with uh, Johners Podcasting and George McKay, John Scott. So uh, check that out. Steven Spice of Steven's Wrestling Journey has about an hour interview with TJ Wilson. I uh, really like TJ Wilson myself. Uh, every year, without fail, he is on top of his uh, Facebook accounts, knowing who has birthdays and sends a birthday greeting. And I usually get to chat with him for a couple minutes at that time. So I, I want to definitely listen to this uh, interview with uh, Stephen Spice and TJ Wilson. And that way I can uh, have uh, food to talk with uh, TJ about when it does uh, come time for him to send his yearly uh, greetings to me. Um, great guy. He gets a lot of praise from uh, women. If you listen to uh, After the Bell with Rhea Ripley uh, that just dropped the other day, uh, she gets a lot of advice from TJ and uh, sung his praises during the episode with Corey Graves. Uh, so... Good guy. It's unfortunate that uh, he had this injury with Samoa Joe. Maybe he'll eventually be able to return. Who knows? Uh, the guy is jacked and has a supplement line and also a uh, uh, training school. So can't go wrong. Uh, just wish everything the best for TJ. Uh, we, sorry, speaking of Stephen Spice. Uh, please remember that our t-shirts are still available uh, to support Stevens Wrestling Journey and QRA Malformation at Children's Hospital. Uh, that shirt is the indie comic book uh, cover, and that one is exclusively for that reason. My other shirts uh, that we have, the other three, including the Raw's War, the original Scumbags logo, and the... Uh, uh, I'm just trying to think. The podcast logo. Just throwing out there. Uh, got a lot going on. I'll just put that up there. All these shirts that are here are available on Pro Wrestling Tees. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com uh, slash Scumbags Wrestling, and you'll be able to purchase any of these shirts. Now, for the month of April, the three shirts that are there the uh, of the logos, those uh, are going to go for proceeds to Jordito's recovery fund. So if you uh, saw our podcast last week, you uh, heard a little bit about uh, Jordito coming, uh, overcoming cancer and needing a lot of recovery, uh, especially with uh, all the issues that happen with his uh, legs and recovery. That way he needs some uh, ability with swimming and uh, walking uh, equipment. Sorry. 
hearing stuff upstairs. Uh, so go to Pro Wrestling Tees. You buy the uh, Ontario Indie shirt. That uh, money goes to Stephen's Wrestling Journey. But the other three for this month will go to Giorgito's uh, Recovery. So check that out. And uh, also later on in about an hour and a half-ish, you can join us on YouTube and on Facebook for Fancy Warfare Tournament, a special edition. It's uh, dropped with uh, Kieran Reed and Matthew Terry, both of uh, different podcasts here on the uh, Johnners Podcasting Network. And we are going to look at the greatest main event for WrestleMania and 16 uh, matches that main evented uh, 16 different WrestleManias. We break it down in tournament format, just like our regular uh, Fantasy Warfare. So that's at noon today. And then at 3 p.m., Johnners Podcasting is doing a prediction show for WrestleMania. And so you can uh, check out all that. And I'm going to be back in just a moment. I need a drink of water because I'm just going nonstop. Uh, we are 26 minutes in, and we have to still get to everything that's happened with WDE this past week. So catch you in a moment. If you want a variety of wrestling news and history, look no further than the Scumbags of Wrestling family of shows. On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., join Sean, Stephen, and Jonesy as we look for the best of the best and break it all down in a unique tournament format on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Then, Thursdays at noon, take a look back at the rich history of our great sport with This Week in History. We live title changes, births, deaths, and some of the best events of all time. Finally, join us for the latest in wrestling news, show results, and predictions Thursday nights at 8 p.m. for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags Wrestling can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram, along with our audio versions on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're a proud part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network. Okay, so welcome back. I just got that uh, moment into me. Um, so, as I said, I've been watching a ton of wrestling this past week and listening to a lot of podcasts. And this week started off with Monday and WrestleMania go-home show for uh, Raw. Can't really say it was that great of a, uh, a show. A lot of uh, filler uh, going on. And, of course, unfortunately, a 20-minute uh main event with Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre. But then Tuesday, we saw the WD Hall of Fame. They did it in two parts this year because last year we weren't able to do the 2020. And they did it in the uh, Performance Center, not Performance Center, Thunderdome. And uh, they had pre-recorded some people on the screens and everybody stood on the stage and you saw the backdrop with the Hall of Fame logo. And for me, it kind of seemed a little odd uh, just in the visual appearance. I like the speeches. I wish some of them would have been able to be longer. But, you know, they tried to do it all in an hour and a half. Um, I'm kind of hoping they find a way of telling everybody's Hall of Fame story in a way on the WD Network. I'm not sure if that will happen or not. But I miss those big stories that you normally hear about 
uh, their time and career and jumping all over the place. Some people did get them. Others didn't get the time. But, you know, considering what we're going through, we got what we could. Um, the canned reactions and laughing kind of are cringeworthy. But I did make it through all three hours. You saw John, Braf John Bradshaw Layfield opening up uh, the show. And he at least got to do a couple of stories involving him and Ron Simmons, him and Eddie Grow, and the heart attack with uh, Eddie's mom accidentally. And it was pretty decent. British Bulldog got uh, inducted, and Harry Smith did the talking while his mom, Diana, stood on one side and Georgia on the other. I wish they'd been able to say something as well, and he had a uh, Bulldog out with him as well. Um, but, yeah. It was uh, good storytelling uh, from uh, Harry Smith. I'm wondering how long it's going to be until he uh, is with WWE on a full-time basis and where he will go. Myself, I would like to send him maybe to UK to start off with. He's finishing up with MLW, but somebody needs to be able to challenge uh, Walter, who has held the championship for well over 700 days. So that's my hope and dream uh, as far as Harry Smith goes, and maybe he'll be able to uh, do that. Juice and Thunder Liger was inducted. Um, he's seven-time, 11-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion and one-time WCW Light Heavyweight Champion. Uh, he did a video from Japan. He looks totally different without uh, his hair, but he still had his mask on and uh did his uh speech very quickly uh because it was a video one and they had the subtitles at the bottom so liger got inducted the bella twins were there uh they got inducted uh their speech probably could have been a little bit longer they wanted to uh do it longer and i think they tweeted out about being disappointed at how short it was um surprisingly enough nikki bella did uh Give a shout out to John Cena for uh, what he did for her career. And uh, they also talked about Dana Bryan and showed a video of how they got into the business with the Diva Search and seeing how they grew up and aged during the time and doing the twin magic. Yeah, pretty good. Um, a lot of people are down on them for their careers and being models and stuff like that. But all things considered, they were probably one of the better models that came out of that whole Diva Search uh, sort of era. Um, also, we had William Shatner uh, going in. He sent a video message as well. And Titus O'Neil got the Warrior Award. A lot of people think Shad Gaspar should. And I'm not going to debate the whole Shad Gaspar thing. Uh, but Warrior Award is also for a lot of things you do out in the boat community, not just, it's not a wrestling career. That's why uh, different people have had the Warrior Award over the years. And of course, main eventing the first uh, part of the Hall of Fame induction ceremony was the NWO. And you had Hogan, Hall, Nash, and uh, X-Pac, or Six, from uh, the NWO. Of course, there's people that are saying, oh, why weren't everybody inducted? That would have been a long parade of people who worked for NWO. A lot of uh, people who undeservedly worked uh, in NWO uh, colors. 
Um, there's unfortunately a lot of people who passed away that wore NWO colors. But I think going with these four, they were the main nucleus and core of building the whole NWO. A lot of people uh, along the way were more enhancements, should I say. And of course, you're not going to have uh, Big Show out there because he's with AEW uh, and he was part of the NWO. You missed out on Savage. You missed out on uh, Sting because he's in AEW. Luger, uh, still, I'm not sure if he's in the fences uh, along the way. You know, you got Conans who don't really like to be big boss bands who pass away. Horace Hogan, you're not going to bring him in. I'm sorry. Just too many people. And, of course, Scott Steiner and Buff Bagwell. No. So doing these four, I think, were best. They could have been brought in DiBiase. I would have accepted that, too. But uh, that was uh, the NWO induction. Hogan had the uh, championship over his shoulder, started making comments that he's going to challenge the winners to uh, go after the NWO title because he never lost it. I don't know, but Hogan is going to be the uh, host for WrestleMania along with Titus O'Neil tonight. Uh, then there were recipients of the Legacy Award, and it was Ray Stevens, Brickhouse Brown, Dr. Death Steve Williams, Baron Michael uh, Leone, and Gary Hart. Um, I see the Legacy Award being given more to people who um, never were, really worked in WWE or had a big career, because... Dr. Death was there, but his legacy is elsewhere. And they could have done that, I guess, event with Abdullah the Butcher. They had thought that sooner, but it is what it is. Then uh, the second half saw the 2021 version, and we had uh, people like Molly Holly there. She didn't really get into many stories, but she did talk about how she hung out with a lot of the uh, enhancement backstage crew uh, who helped set up rings and everything else to make show go. And she went through about a list of 15 different names of people she wanted to recognize. And that's uh, really cool of her. Uh, the great Kali, he sent a uh, video message. It was in Indian and English. Uh, so it had the subtitles. Um, Rob Van Dam started off the whole thing on the second part he got to talk a little bit about his career and that but didn't really bring up paul Heyman or uh ecw too much so we'll see if he uh is going to do anything with wd he's been doing stuff uh video wise and right circumstances even though he's 50 he could uh, show up ozzy osborne was the celebrity uh inductee and he'd done uh stuff at wrestlemania 2 a smackdown uh, performance and also co-hosted Raw in 2009. He thanked WD and being a fan that way. The Warrior Award was uh, Rich Herring. He um, may not be really recognized, but he's been with the company for over 50 years. He um, did a lot of legal stuff. He was a judge. He presided over Randy and Elizabeth's uh, wedding at Madison Square Gardens uh, during SummerSlam 91. And uh, you see him at different uh, points throughout. And they showed a video of his uh, legacy of how he is part of it. Eric Bischoff got uh, his induction. Uh, he could probably could have gone a lot longer with his speech. And so I'm hoping they uh, do something that way. And Glenn Jacobs, Kane, 
was the uh, headliner. Uh, he had his mask on the side. He talked about Undertaker and his mom uh, being proud of being uh, a mom of a dentist when he was Isaac Yankum. Uh, then also had a sign that she raised Kane. So he had some uh, good little bits uh, here and there. Uh, he did get a little bit uh, more time than others. Uh, so it was really nice to uh, see that. He ended up by doing the hands down and King Flames going off. And that ended the show. The Legacy Award went to Dick uh, Bruiser, Pistol Pez, Watley, Buzz Sawyer, Ethel Johnson, which apparently they showed the wrong footage of somebody else, not the right woman. So hopefully WD corrects that one because she was uh, the first uh, women's NWA uh, tag team champion um, for one time and uh, African-American champion for that matter. And Paul Bosch, uh, promoter of Houston Wrestling, was also um, the last inductee for the Legacy Award. So, got another mission. Uh, oh, there we go. Bellas are given way too much credit for women's up. Yes, I would agree with that, uh, John. Um, I would put people, obviously, like Trish, Lita, and uh, Ivory, uh, Jazz, and um, Jackie as uh, more people who were part of the evolution than what is there. Uh, maybe the Bellas did speak up a bit more and they had their uh, platforms, but it was the women down in NXT also who were helping to build up that uh, rite of passage to get them brought up and give acknowledgement to uh, what the Bellas were talking about because before that, there was still just models. So yeah, good point uh, there, John. Um, looking forward to the uh, predictions coming up in a few hours and uh, we'll enjoy WrestleMania. So that was uh, a Hall of Fame. Then we had two nights of NXT on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, just quickly running down the results because I want to get to uh, tonight's stuff and the predictions league. But uh, Zoe Stark beat Tony Storm in the pre-show. Uh, that happened at 7 o'clock. Pete Dunne beat Kushida. I was kind of surprised by that one. But, you know, I would have liked to see Kushida win. Pete Dunne, still a really great guy. I'm good either way. Uh, he could have set himself up as a number one contender for the championship. Bronson Reed uh, defeated Isaiah Swerve-Scott, Cameron Grimes, L.A. Knight, Dexter Loomis, and Leon Ruff in the uh, Gauntlet Eliminator. So it was almost like Elimination Chamber without the chamber, uh, the way that they did it. And uh, he received a championship match against Johnny Gargano for night two. In a really hard-hitting match that Tommaso Ciampa had to then resort into British-style wrestling, uh, just trying to compete with Walter, but still wasn't enough Walter retained the NXT UK championship. And that's where I'm saying somebody like uh, Harry Smith, British Bulldog uh, Jr., whatever he uh, wants to go by, um, could be a good competition for Walter because somebody needs to take him down. I like uh, Walter a lot. I'm not knocking him at all on that one. I like long championship reigns. I have a picture with Walter from a uh, Smash event uh, in summer 2019. Great guy. Uh, but just ring-wise, 
it'd be nice to see somebody uh, be able to take the title. MSK uh, won the vacant tag team uh, championships, uh, defeating the Grizzly Young Veterans and Legrado del Fantasma in the uh, three-way. And the main event saw Raquel Gonzalez finally uh, overcoming Io Shirai. Um, a lot of women have tried and surprisingly came up short because I thought Io should have been going up to the main roster numerous times and I was betting against her on uh, predictions and losing a lot on that one. But Raquel Gonzalez ended up uh, winning the NXT Women's Championship. And I was hearing on a podcast somebody talking about her and I was thinking she's almost like a female Diesel. Came in as a bodyguard, got tag team championships, and now is the uh, main champion. The only thing that hasn't happened is her and Dakota Kai going against each other. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Maybe there's going to be some jealousy. But she's almost a female diesel, in my uh, view of her. Then night two, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick won number one contenders match for the tag team titles over Breezango. And that uh, match with MSK should happen shortly. Uh, Santos Escobar, the interim NXT uh, Cruiserweight Champion, defeated Jordan Devlin, the current, or at that time, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, in a uh, ladder match. They did some Spanish flies off it. Uh, headbutt off the uh, ladder, sent Devlin uh, crashing through another one, and uh, you had Escobar able to capture the double title. And now he is truly the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Um, yeah, just checking over there. Uh, Johnny Gargano, oops, sorry, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart defeated the way to retain the women's tag team titles. Johnny Gargano beat Bronson Reed to retain his North American championship. It's actually a really good match with the big guy going down. He can say that he worked two nights in a row, and that's why he wasn't able to beat Gargano. But it was a uh, good match there. Karrion Cross ended up uh, reclaiming the NXT Championship from Finn Balor. And we'll see where things go from here. And in a really hard, unsanctioned, uh, hard-hitting match involving chains, tables, going through uh, rampways, you name it, it was happening. Kyle O'Reilly came up on top of Adam Cole. Adam Cole had to be stretchered out after getting a uh, wrapped a uh, chain around a knee to the side of the head, and that was a 40-minute bout there. So we'll see where Kyle Riley finds himself in the um, championship picture. A couple more comments from uh, John. Both nights of takeover were fantastic. I totally agree. Uh, memorable matches, moments for sure. I think night one may have been a little bit stronger than night two, only because I think they uh, held off a bit on night two uh, undercard matches uh, just to build up for those two uh, main event uh, matches with uh, Balor and uh, O'Reilly matches. And the latter match was the most disappointing match of the two nights, yeah. Um, I believe, uh, actually, it was your uh, podcast I was listening to uh, on that one, uh, now that you mentioned it, and how you guys uh, were really not uh, fans of uh, Jordan Devlin. And, yeah. Understandable. He's not everybody's cup of tea. And, uh, yeah, Escobar uh, retains. Could have gone uh, just a singles match. But with the double titles, I understand why they uh, had Shawn Michaels throw in a 
latter and almost try and build up the nostalgia of what Sean and Razor did at uh, WrestleMania 10. So that's been uh, what's going on uh, last couple of days. Yesterday, also, there was um, SmackDown, and it was sort of the scraps of WrestleMania that could not make it to tonight and tomorrow. And you had um, the tag team titles were on the line, and the Dirty Dogs ended up retaining in the four-way over uh, Street Profits, Gable, and uh, Otis. And the Mysterios, they snuck out a victory with, in Dirty Dog fashion. So uh, Rude and Ziggler are still your champions. And then the uh, Andre Battle Royal happened also on this one. And everybody ganged up on uh, former Hurt Business members. Uh, Alexander and Benjamin got rid of them. Uh, Ali got rid of Mace. You had uh, him also get rid of uh, T-Bar. So they've definitely broken up uh, Retribution in that way, uh, but surprisingly they're still uh, doing uh, the whole gimmick with the mass. Um, it came down to Baron Corbin, uh, Jay Uso, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura got rid of uh, Baron Corbin, but Jay Uso stood tall at the end. All three uh, main eventers for uh, tomorrow night's uh, match, Edge, Dana Bryan, and uh, Roman Reigns ended up uh, doing their own pushes and uh, having great promos. I think Daniel Bryan's was one of the strongest ones. I'll get to that in just a moment with my predictions. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, SmackDown. Now, we're talking predictions, and I want to switch banners and everything and bring up the Predictions League. So we'll do that, and we have the Predictions League. You can join that today by going to our website, scumbags.ca, or I'm hearing there's a little bit of uh, issues with trying to get in there, and I'm going to work on uh, that. But if you uh, contact me on our Facebook page also and send me a, a DM, either way, Whichever way you want to send your uh, picks in, if it works, send them in. You uh, have a chance at winning a uh, t-shirt uh, night one or night two if you have the most points for that. Plus, you can also get involved with the uh, pro side of things where the championship belt is on the line. As you see, the point system with uh, 10 points for a win, uh, 5 for a no contest, and 0 points for a loss. Uh, the no contest uh, aspect also is involved with tomorrow night's main event with the fact that if you have picked, I'm going to say Daniel Bryan as your uh, op option and Roman Reigns retains by beating Edge, because you picked Daniel Bryan, you're going to get five points because he wasn't part of the win. He wasn't part of the loss in that. So that's where that whole five point uh, win, uh, no contest uh, sort of situation goes in. So we'll uh, run down the card, and I'll give you uh, my predictions uh, for this. We have Brie Rexhaw uh, going to be doing the uh, America the Beautiful to start off tonight. And uh, then we'll kick off into what I'm going to say is the opening match. Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. 
I don't know if the breakup of the Hurt Business was good. I don't. I agree with it. Hopefully, they're upgrading, or it's just a swerve. But I don't know. You want to start off huge with this, but Drew McIntyre should win that. But Bobby Lashley has a lot of momentum. I am going to go with Drew McIntyre on this just to rub up the crowd because regardless of who comes out on top, uh, the moment they come out of the pirate ship and down the ramp, it's going to be a huge moment because this is the first time in over a year that we got some fans. But I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre. Going to go with the cage match, uh, Braun Strowman against Shane McMahon. I'm going to go, I want to say Braun Strowman wins to prove Shane wrong, but I also see Davocado uh, coming, and I can almost see a, a scenario with the uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre uh, with Big Show's entrance uh, when he came in 99, that Braun Strowman ends up getting going through the cage, or he puts Shane through the cage, and wins that way. Shane could win uh, by being put through the cage and oops you are stupid uh, will be Shane's uh, thing. But I'm going to go with Braun Strowman uh, to do this and I can also see Davocado uh, making a debut. Uh, speaking of tall guys that are making your debut and you're going to have uh, Omos with uh, AJ Styles and I'm going to go with them taking the tag team titles from the New Day, because it's Omos's debut. He's tall. They're going to highlight him, and they really don't seem to care about the tag team titles over on Raw. But and AJ Styles uh, then becomes a Grand Slam champion. So why not? Uh, AJ probably deserves a better matchup than this, but this is what he's getting. Uh, the women's tag team uh, number one contendership is online. Uh, what's missing from this picture is also. Um, Carmella and Billy Kay. I they had put up a picture of it before and I couldn't find it. But I want to see the Riot Squad come out on top. But with what they did last night with Tamina and Natty, oh, it can go so many different ways. I want to go uh, with Riot Squad. Um, I wouldn't complain if Mandy Rose there either, but Riot Squad, the actual tag team, in this whole uh, setup and scenario should uh, go there. Uh, another tag team match has Bad Bunny and Damian Priest against Miz and Morrison, former tag team champions, former world champions in the case of uh, Miz. And I am going to go with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest uh, taking that one because why have a celebrity there who's actually been at the Performance Center learning his craft. So we'll go with that. Um, I want to see Cesaro uh, take the this match with uh, Seth Rollins. It's about time they get a singles match. But I think Seth is going to end up taking it. So that is also night number one. And what has been confirmed as the main event of night number one, Sasha Banks versus the Royal Rumble winner of the women's Bianca Belair. Uh, they've turned Sasha heel to do her legit boss gimmick. I totally agree with doing that. I never really liked Sasha as a face. Uh, it just doesn't fit her personality. Uh, and having Bianca Belair come out on top to end night number one, winning the title, um, 
keeps Sasha with her losing streak at WrestleMania. It gives a good feel-good moment uh, leaving WrestleMania night number one, at least, and uh, shows uh, how somebody can climb a ladder and uh, meet her dreams. So I'm going to go with Bianca Belair as your uh, new SmackDown Women's Champion. Of course, Hogan and uh, Tyus O'Neil are hosting both nights, and night number two will see the tag team uh, women tag team titles on the line. And I'm going to say new champs, regardless of who comes out of it on top of the gauntlet uh, for tonight. And this could be finally where Shayna and Nia go against each other. Like, they really haven't done a lot of work on the uh, women's side of things. So I'm saying new champs on that. Then we have Rhea Ripley challenging Asuka for the title. I see a new champion here as well. They made her, uh, Rhea Ripley, pronouns, uh, a heel on Raw when she turned on Asuka. But Asuka's run has not been that great as champion since she was uh, awarded it from Money in the Bank. And also, she has the uh, broken tooth and has to go away to get that fixed and all that. It's a good time to... Uh, Give Rhea Ripley the rub. She had an amazing match last year with Charlotte. She was the uh, second last woman in the match at Royal Rumble. So why not? Uh, Sheamus against Riddle. Riddle was not supposed to be the uh, United States champion. And Sheamus, as much as he's been losing, has uh, had great matchups lately. Um, I can see this being a way of rewarding Sheamus and giving him the U.S. title. So I'm going to go with Sheamus as your new champion. There is a Nigerian drum match with uh, Big E taking on Apollo Crews. Both of them have come out with amazing promos. Uh, character change for uh, Crews. They could have explained it a little bit better, uh, in my opinion. But I like the aggressiveness, finally, of Crews. Uwa Nation, uh, formerly... Uh, the accent, eh, well, whatever it is, what it is. But I like this new uh, hard-hitting Big E at the same time. And his promos have just been awesome. And not this kid crap that I did not enjoy with uh, The New Day. That being said, unfortunately, this is Apollo's fifth chance at it. He needs the win to do it. Uh could be a short one, for all I know. But I'm going to go with Cruz, even though I want Big E to keep this momentum going with the character that he has. Uh, so new champ on that uh, front as well. A lot of titles I think are changing. Just as a nice reset uh, going into, as people say, it's the year-end, year-beginning, uh, what WrestleMania represents for WWE. So why not? Um, we're going to have... Randy Orton against The Fiend. Uh, Alexa Bliss is going to be there. I want to see almost a double doink situation with uh, The Fiend and uh, like they did at WrestleMania 9. Imagine uh, Crispy Fiend with Bray Wyatt doing the whole mirror thing and whatever and taking out Randy Orton because I think The Fiend definitely needs a win. Bray Wyatt needs a win. Uh, whether we get some smoking mirrors and 
uh, a mixture of a real match and a Firefly Funhouse. We'll have to wait and see. That's going to be a crazy match uh, for sure. But I want Bray Wyatt uh, to overcome and finally win. Uh, just too many times losing to Randy Orton. And people know I'm not the best Randy Orton fan. And I don't know who's supposed to be face or heel in this one. A dream match for both these guys being on the stage of WrestleMania. Uh, having the celebrity uh, Logan Paul there, not happy with that idea. But I'm going to go with Kevin Owens uh, beating Sami Zayn. Unless for some reason Logan Paul gets involved and Sami gets the victory. But either way, I hope these two get the dream match that they've always wanted uh, since they uh, started wrestling together on the Indies and the ROH and finally in WWE. Yes, it's been done numerous times, but this is WrestleMania, and I hope for the best for these guys, truly. Now, the main event, as I said, um, yeah, I don't know which way to go on this one. There's so many different ways. Roman Reigns uh, retaining would be the best thing, I think, uh, and that's going to be my pick, is Roman Reigns retaining. Uh, normally, you would send fans home happy. And that would be the reason why I would give it to Daniel Bryan is sending fans home happy that night and having that feel-good WrestleMania 30 yes, yes, yes moment. Daniel Bryan has worked hard to get there. Could be his last WrestleMania saying he's going to be part-timer. Uh, he's been working behind the scenes, so we don't know what his career has uh, in store. Making this a three-way, I didn't mind as much as a lot of people I've heard online uh, complain about, but that being said i think yeah we need to have roman reigns the head of the table be strong and i don't see him losing it for a long while that's the only way that you make this heel character work for roman reigns so that's my pick patriotism and nostalgia wants me to pick edge uh he's better as the heel and stuff like that he's doing now so he, I can't complain of any of these three walking away with the title. I just think storyline-wise, you need Roman. Uh, can Roman not be part of the uh, outcome and still look good? Yes, but I don't want him chasing the title. That's not what the head of the table should be doing. So unless they uh, pull something different on us, that is WrestleMania 37 happening tonight on the WWE Network or Peacock if you're uh, in the United States. But that is a pre-show. I believe it's 7 o'clock. I've heard that they're not going to show anything part of Raymond James Stadium until 8 o'clock when they go live on uh, pay-per-view or main event uh, status. And I want you to remember to join us for the Scumbags uh, Prediction League. You can uh, win a t-shirt tonight for having the most points. But you can also win, be on your way to winning this title in a year when we uh, total everything up of the points. And you can earn this $25 for the pro side of things. Or you can just join us all year long on the fun side and be eligible to win different t-shirts. And, of course, our uh, Predictions League is brought to us by CoolBet. Play cool, bet safely. Or... But responsibly, that's the key. 
But uh, yes, Coolbet is a uh, sponsor, so check them out. Uh, we're going to have a special code eventually uh, from them. Uh, it's year-end uh, situation, so we uh, need to get that code where you can uh, place bets on Coolbet and uh, earn some extra cash along the way or credit. But uh, yeah, WrestleMania tonight. We'll uh, be back next week on our regular time Thursday. We review what happened at WrestleMania and everything with the fallout. Uh, the following night, they're going to be in New Thunderdome uh, because they had to leave uh, Tampa, uh, Bay, uh, the Tropicana Field, for the Rays to uh, do their uh, stuff there. Baseball season starting. So joining me in an hour for Fantasy Warfare Tournament with uh, Matthew Terry and Kieran Reed as we look at the uh, greatest uh, WrestleMania main event, at least in our opinion, of the 16 that are uh, in this uh, bracket. You can also, at 3 o'clock uh, uh, in North America, 8 o'clock over in the UK, join Johnners for their prediction show, and uh, they'll run down the card and give their ideas of what uh, they hope to see tonight. There's tons of uh, wrestling uh, stuff going on. Also uh, coming up soon is going to be also season three of Go uh, Backyard Pro. Uh, check them out. Uh, they're still looking for funds they're with their GoFundMe, and season three will come up eventually uh, in time. So keep an eye out for them. Got so many things going on. Enjoy this weekend. It is WrestleMania weekend, two nights. And yeah, what more can we uh, say? It is going to be a great uh, weekend. I hope everybody enjoys it. I'm out of here rambling, and uh, all the things down below of how you can get to us. Take care.